Uh, and we're almost not feeling things. There's a little numb from the bad performance of the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. Craig Peters from Minnesota Vikings Beat Reporter joins us on the line. Good morning, Craig. Thanks for helping us out again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, good morning, and thanks for having me again. I'm, I'm curious out of the gate, because uh, a lot of people are looking at the Vikings' defensive uh, performance yesterday, only forcing two punts. Was it a scheme thing? I mean, I'm, I listen on the radio and hearing Paul Allen and Pete Bursich talking about maybe some of these guys have lost just a little bit. Maybe Daniel Hunter isn't quite as fast or as strong as he once was. Harrison maybe losing a step. What, what's, your, what's your perspective on the Vikings' defense, Craig? I think the first thing that stood out to me is New York probably learned a lot from playing the same defense a couple weeks earlier and seemed to get some guys out of position. Um, and if if uh, you're moved a step or two out of the way, you can look real bad real fast on the uh, very fast playing surface at U.S. Bank Stadium. Um, so it seemed like maybe they they were able to kind of move the chess pieces a little bit more in their favor. I thought New York did a good job of, of blocking, definitely. Um, there were a couple of, of plays that thought they got a head start on blocking with throws to the running back. I think Craig Olson may have agreed with me on the broadcast. Um, but at the same time, it, it, I just feel like New York had some answers for, for the test from that previous meeting so recently. Uh, that's the, the third of four teams that had a rematch against the Vikings to win mm-hmm. the rematch this year. If you count the, the Lions at Detroit, the the Packers at Lambeau, and, and now the Giants as well, the only exception was the Bears, who, um, you know, were, were not that not as good of a team this year. Uh, Viking beat reporter Craig Peters is joining us. I'm looking at his material at vikings.com. Uh, right now in the studios. Uh, I don't know, uh, Craig, if uh, enough time has passed. It's just been since yesterday. But, you know, obviously, you're exactly right. The Giants learned a lot when they played the Vikes, and they gave them a completely different look offensively and defensively probably. But, you know, Craig, a lot of coaches pride themselves on being able to see what's going on They'll take their pictures, confer with their guys, and then make a change at halftime knowing that these guys are coming at us with something we hadn't planned on. Vikes did not seem to be too fleet of foot at changing their game plan yesterday. Uh, yeah, you know, I think one of the biggest tone setters was the amount that Daniel Jones ran in the first half. He was uh, 10 carries for 71 yards. Some of it was uh, scrambles where um, the edge player vacated. Uh, there's one that sticks out in my mind where Daniel drops into coverage on, on Barkley down the field. And so then Daniel Jones is left with a foot race with Dalvin Tomlinson that he wins every day, <laughs> probably backwards. Mm-hmm. No offense to Dalvin. It's just, you know, like that's not Dalvin Tomlinson's forte. So you have that with, with part of the scheme. You have Jones's willingness to, to run that much, his effectiveness at running that much. And that just really um, had been kind of a problem for, you can go all the way back to, to week two at Philly. Um, I believe that was the, the morning the first time I joined you, but uh, then that night uh, Jalen Hurts gave him some trouble as a running quarterback. So they, they didn't really uh, absolve that as quickly as they needed to, and then the, the score of the game really gave New York its its full playbook. I mean, they had, they had some really nifty uh, run plays built in there. They even 
whips out a Statue of Liberty play on one of them. Um, so, like, they, they just really committed to running the ball. They ran it effectively. Um, they threw the ball and caught it really well, too. And, and there just wasn't as much pressure on Jones. You can credit his, his runs with kind of kind of loosening that up a little bit. But you also, like, I really thought it was going to be a big Zedarius Smith to Neil Hunter game. And it, it just didn't come out that way. So trying to look forward, trying to be positive about, uh, you know, 2023 in the fall and what's going on. And I know we're going to need a couple of days and then turn the page. But, you know, April's coming. The draft is just around the corner. Uh, and from a complete layman's point of view here, Craig, you are the expert. But it seems to me we need a little bit of help on our offensive line. And our defense needs to fill a lot of holes, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's there's been quite a investment of of high picks over the past several years on the offensive line the the team of course was missing brian o'neill um you know one of one of the captains and really the leader of that whole offensive line group uh it was a shame to to lose him to injury at green bay non-contact um just just you know a really bad occurrence and then garrett bradbury was back in the lineup for the first time since december uh 4th um he's he's scheduled to, to hit free be eligible for free agency, so we'll see what they they might do at center there. Um, you know the the rookie at Ingram, he was the only offensive player to all play every offensive snap during the regular season. I think Darisaw showed a lot of potential um, throughout the course of the year, and and he and Cleveland working together on the left side had some nice things going. I think right before Darisaw came out, um, and then we don't know really as much of what the Vikings might have on defense just because the injuries to the draft class um, hit kind of hard with, with Lewis Seen uh, going out early this, this season and then uh, Andrew Booth Jr. battling injuries and then the Caleb Evans battling injuries and then uh, Brian Asamoa even left the game yesterday with an injury. So he, he may have even been incorporated as a way for the Vikings to get more speed on the field on defense in the second half and he was he was injured on the kickoff right before halftime where the I believe it was the one that the Vikings put in play yesterday or yesterday and it it turned out you know they took four touchbacks on the others mm-hmm. uh, but it but it cost Asamoa the rest of the game too so there's a lot to figure out yeah. uh there always is for teams that don't win the ultimate goal and there's obviously honestly a lot to figure out for teams that, that actually win it all because if you look at how the Rams uh turned out this season so it's 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 always a lot to figure out there's it's kind of overwhelming how much work is ahead of trying to get back to another wild card game you know, to be honest. seemed to me Craig on the way out of here today that you know obviously the uh, Giants defense is going to try to take Justin Jefferson out of the game and make the Vikes mm-hmm. win with Delvin or make them win with Adam Thielen or something. But those guys were just not there either. What was the what was the key? Could you tell what they were taking away from us? Uh, there, were, there were times when there was coverage uh, flowing Jefferson's direction with two and three people, um, and it's, it's kind of this layered approach. So I thought the Vikings got him the ball early on short routes, but then on the deeper ones, he was trying to run through three levels of defenders almost with, uh, you know, cornerback and extra safety help and maybe even extra safety help behind, beyond that, you know, much will be made of the, 
the final throw, but that's that's kind of the setup they had on the, the final throw of the day. And uh it's just you know, so that opens some things up for T J Hawkinson who had a who had a great day, you know, yep. ten catches for hundred and twenty nine. And I feel like that that kind of two man game should have fans pretty excited going into next year, uh just because of, of the way that the progressions and the coverage and, and things like that go, but bottom line is, is and I wrote this, is like everyone knew Stafford was going to Cup last year in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, and they combined for four catches for 39 yards and, a t- and the winning touchdown. And Jefferson was not targeted in the fourth quarter, and the Vikings did not run a single time in the fourth quarter. Mm, my gosh. Well, so that, you, you throw in that combination, it's really hard to, to fathom that's how you close out a season. Mm, it's a frustrating, empty feeling. I'll tell you that. Well, Craig, we sure appreciate your expertise. Craig Peters, who is a beat reporter for the Minnesota Vikings, you can catch all of his work at vikings.com. I invite you to get out there and uh, check out some of the uh, articles that are written here about what happened yesterday and what's going on with the Vikings going forward. Craig, thanks so very much for joining us today. We sure appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. Thanks so much. All the best. You bet. You too. You too.